Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching and listening. Hey, listen, do me a favor. Subscribe to our channel, please. Go to your favorite podcast platform. We are on all of them, whether it's Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we're out there. So please subscribe to The Right Side with Doug Billings, please. And if you want to see the glory, the majesty, the power, the passion, and the charisma of the program, head over to YouTube as well and subscribe to my channel and like the videos and comment on them. Keep it nice, constructive. Give us a like, a subscribe, and a comment over there as well. We would appreciate it. We really do. Thank you very much. I think that what we need to talk about right now is something that we've talked about on this program at least since March. And that is that in my humble estimation and the prediction that this show is made, Joe Biden is not going to be the new Democratic Socialist Party nominee for president this year. He was supposed to have chosen his vice presidential candidate on August 1st. And that didn't happen. The announcement, we're told, is now indefinitely suspended. Some people are saying it might be made any day now, and, and we'll see. But I think that, you know, what we're going to have to wait and see is, um, is whether or not the hierarchy of the new Democratic Socialist Party is going to allow it to happen. Actually, I talk to people uh, almost every day a few times a week, who live and work in Washington, D.C., who are um, close to the situation, who who know and understand the campaign that Joe Biden is running. And there is a source that says that his decline is getting worse. Now, it doesn't take a medical doctor or a scientist or a clinician to see that Joe Biden is falling apart right in front of our eyes. I mean, this week he actually stated intently that black people as a race don't possess the same kind of individuality of thought as Hispanic people do. I mean, it's astonishing on multiple levels, ladies and gentlemen. Those kinds of gaffes and mistakes are well beyond just innocent mistakes and once-in-a-while blunders that every human being makes. They're common, and they're sad, and they are devastating his campaign. Here's what I've said about all of this since March of 2020. I think that we have, and if it, it, well, for all of us that have dealt with someone who has dementia, you just know the look when you see Joe Biden. You can just tell. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a clinician. And I certainly haven't met Joe Biden in person. But, I mean, come on. I mean, if you want to look at the rehearsed video interviews from his basement, he can't even get those right. The softball-pitched interview questions that he gets, he flubs them. Have you seen him when he's escorted into one of his rare public appearance appearances? I mean, they walk him into the room, holding his arm, escorting him to where he's going to go, telling him where to stand, and he's just got that look that for those of us who have seen people in our lives who have dementia, he just simply has that look, and it's obvious. Uh, it's sad, and again, we've said it before, why haven't people who love Joe Biden stepped in and put an end to it? 
continually makes blunders. He has to look to his handlers. He has to look to his handlers for not only what to say, but where to go. And the fact that he can't course correct when these blunders happen, he has to be, re- he has to be reminded that he's made a mistake. The fact then, so that he can't self-correct, is itself a telltale sign of someone who has dementia. So make no mistake about it. I have said this before and I say it again because I'm driving this point home. He did not by himself come up with the statement, I'm constantly undergoing cognitive assessment. Remember, he said it a few weeks ago. I'm constantly being evaluated for cognitive decline. And we were all shocked that he said it. Absolutely astounding that a presidential candidate said that on the record. Now, Joe didn't say that on his own. He was forced to say that by the New Democratic Socialist Party because they're going to use that statement in some sort of a fashion as the key to walk through the doorway of an intervention for Joe. They're going to intercede Oh, Joe, you've had a fantastic career as a politician. You've been around for almost 50 years. Uh, You've had a great run, um, but it's all over. I mean, just this week, in the basement, in the same interview where he's telling us that black people don't have individuality of thought, he denied that he'd ever taken a cognitive test. Come on, man, remember? Come on, man. What What are you talking about taking a test? Why should I take a test? Then he asks the reporter, did you take a test for cocaine before you come on the air? Are you an addict? I mean, <laughs> it's it's not funny, and I should not laugh. Even though I disagree with Joe Biden politically, I should not laugh. It's not funny. It's sad. He can't get it right. The gaffes are just too frequent, and they're too severe. Um, and the, the hierarchy wants to be able to gently remove him from office, and I think that's ultimately what they're going to do. Joe, can't you just see it? You've had a great career, an illustrious career. You've touched us all. Now it's time to go. Some people in the audience go, yeah, he certainly did touch us all. He touched me, inappropriately too, I might add. And then we're going to say that we're going to see them, you know, fill in that blank. Well, if not Joe, then who? Who in the hell is going to be the nominee for president from the New Democratic Socialist Party? Uh, Some people say it's going to be Hillary, and so you can stop thinking about that right now. It's not going to be Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has way too many other things going on in her life now now that Giselle Maxwell has named Bill Clinton in statements as being on pedophile island with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, there's way too many things she's got going on, probably planning the death of Giselle, because she said that, right? So look for the new Democratic Socialist Party nominee to come forth through some sort of a Zoom-style you know, national convention that they're going to have, and they'll nominate somebody. My prediction, there's a short list, and other people have said it. I think, I think it's going to be Susan Rice, the former United States ambassador to the United Nations and the former national security advisor to President Obama. But w- what they're doing with Joe leads me to no other conclusion. It's not going to be Joe. Can you imagine a national campaign for president of the United States that says, sorry, you can't see our candidate. 
We're not going to bring him out in public or her out in public. We're just going to let him stay in the basement and pretend it has to do with COVID-19. Put the mask on him, not because we're afraid of the virus, but because from time to time, Joe drools. And we don't want spittle on his lip as he's walking into a room full of people on the off chance that we grant a very rare public appearance for Joe. It's tragic and it's sad, but the blunders are far too frequent. They're far too severe. He looks terribly frail. The whole basement campaign strategy, I can't figure it. It's not some brilliant brainchild of his, what they call the general election strategist over there, uh, Greg Schultz. It's not his idea. Nor is it the idea of his campaign manager, Jennifer O'Malley-Dillon. Not her idea. The basement campaign is born out of the necessity of having to keep a public figure out of the public. I mean, they're keeping him out of public as much as possible. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient because the man is literally losing his mental capacities right in front of us. It's not a, it's not any longer a matter of, I wonder if Joe's going to make a flub. It's a matter of, I wonder during this interview how many flubs he's going to make. And as I said, it has nothing to do with COVID-19. Nothing at all. It's very real. And in very, way, in very many ways, it's a very desperate attempt to shelter Joe Biden in place until this whole replacement strategy is finalized. There's an internal polling company called Just the News that did a survey lately and took a poll that said an amazing 35%, 35% of Democrat voters think that Joe Biden is going to be replaced and won't be the nominee. That's an amazing story, and we're going to follow it. We're going to continue to follow it. Also this week, the Joe Biden deputy campaign manager, her name is Kate Bedingfield. She said that we welcome everybody into the party. Anybody that supports Joe Biden is welcome into this campaign. Now, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you hear an absolute statement We welcome everybody, or that never happens, or that always happens. When you hear the absolute statement, that should be a red flag, and this one is a huge red flag. To say that everybody who supports Joe Biden is welcome into our campaign is the mother of all red flags for a political campaign. Everybody's welcome. Really, Kate? Communists are welcome. Marxists are welcome. Anarchists are welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard of the name of Bob Avakian, A-V-A-K-I-A-N, you need to look him up. He's the radical founder and leader of the Revolutionary Communist Party who just endorsed Joe Biden last week. And he instructed all of his fellow communists to support Joe Biden in the upcoming election. Everybody's welcome in your campaign, Kate. Even this guy. I remember a day not in the too distant future where if someone from a radical right wing group would support a a Republican candidate, the world and the media, the other side would be in up in arms and outraged. You've got to denounce that. I mean, Avakian, Bob Avakian, he's a criminal. 
He's an anarchist. He's faced serious charges, ladies and gentlemen, of rioting and assault. He was in favor of, and those riots that he supported and the assault that he was charged with was in favor of a Chinese communist by the name of Mao Zedong and his bloody and brutal regime over there. Baba Vekian spoke in support of this murderous communist. You want to learn a little bit more about him? Look into his memoir, affectionately titled, My Journey from Mainstream America, Main Street America, to Revolutionary Communist. My Journey from Main Street America to Revolutionary Communist. Really? And he's welcomed, according to Kate Bedingford, Joe Biden's deputy campaign manager, he's welcome to the campaign. It's frightening, absolutely frightening enough that a man like this has any influence at all over an American political uh, election and a campaign, but it's even more frightening that the American political party that earned his endorsement isn't condemning or rejecting it. That's all you should need to know about this new Democratic Socialist Party. That would mean, of course, if if the new Democratic Socialist Party came out and rejected this guy, it would mean that they're an American political party. We stand against communism and Marxism. Therefore, we reject your endorsement. But no, they don't. They don't reject it. And therefore, they prove my point. And I've said it again, as I've said many of the things here time and time again. The New Democratic Socialist Party is not an American political party. I mean, they've already proven by virtue of the mob and the anarchy that they support by virtue of their silence that they want to divorce themselves from the American Republic. And it also proves exactly what Donald Trump said in his Tulsa rally to be true, that Joe Biden is a Trojan horse for the radical left for socialism, communism, Marxism. I mean, he even has on his short list of vice presidential candidate choices a representative by the name of Karen Bass. She's on the list. She's praised Fidel Castro. She's made numerous trips to Cuba as part of a radical communist revolutionary group that trained people in terrorist tactics. And she eulogized a Communist Party United States member as her mentor in 2017. And we're supposed to be okay that Joe Biden's judgment can put somebody like Karen Bass on his short list of possible choices to be vice president of the United States? I don't know about you, but I can't keep quiet about this kind of nonsense. This is of a, a real and present danger to the American Republic. And we have simply got to stand up. Joe Biden is too weak to be president of the United States. He's too weak to stand up to the radical left. He's barely he's, he's too weak to stand up by himself, period. He needs help to get up. He's nothing more than a puppet for the extreme fringe of the New Democratic Socialist Party. It's clear as day. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient. And this has all become a terrible and terrifying cabal. These people that are involved, Marxists, communists, Joe Biden now on the left, the New Democratic Socialist Party, completely out of the closet of communism, socialism, and Marxism. It's a cabal. 
which now includes communist members as potential choices for the second highest office in the land in the United States. Now, the thing about the mob is that, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you know this, they are rioting, they're inciting anarchy in the cities that are led and managed by members of the New Democratic Socialist Party. These leaders of anti-American values, the leaders of these American cities, they've thought, mistakenly so, that the mob and all of this anarchy and chaos hurts President Trump. It hurts him in an election year. Make no mistake, the rioting, the chaos, the looting would never have happened in an off-election year cycle. They feel that the, the, the more unstable the country looks and feels, the, the more difficult President Trump will, will have it during his campaign, and it will reflect poorly upon him at the uh, election box, the ballot box in November. This is a huge strategic and tactical mistake by the New Democratic Socialist Party. So I'm here to give you hope. The New Democratic Socialist Party and the mob is the best political commercial for President Trump's re-election efforts right now. With every burned building, with every toppled statue, with every riot, with every surge in crime in cities that are, are defunding the police, the mob and the New Democratic Socialist Party's refusal to condemn the mob and the violence, all of that, all of those things moves the entire country closer to the Republican Party and a huge landslide for us in November. With every decision that a kook governor like Gavin Newsom in California makes, or Laura Kelly in Kansas, or a Jenny Durkin or Jay Inslee in Washington State, the leaders of Portland... Michigan, with every kook decision they make and with every day they refuse to speak out against the mob, it moves us all, the entire country, towards the Republican Party. And you well may see a state like California vote red for Donald Trump in November. They're making so many mistakes. I mean, there's a list. We could go down the list. They underestimate the fact that people are because of reasons that I just mentioned a few minutes ago, leaving the old Democratic Party in droves. They're leaving it for two reasons. One, because the ideological differences between them and the new Socialist Democratic Party are just too astronomical. And then two, the Democratic Party of, Joe, of John Kennedy doesn't exist anymore. It just simply does not exist. Another mistake is that they, the new Democratic Socialist Party forget that the black voting bloc is supporting President Trump in higher numbers than ever before, and it continues to grow every day, especially when Biden says things that black people aren't intellectually independent and don't, and don't have independent thought like Hispanics do. That's absolutely, or you're not black enough if you don't like me. Hispanics are supporting Trump more than ever today. The New Democratic Socialist Party overlooks that. Women, minorities of every group, supporting Joe Biden. And then you have members of the New Democratic Socialist Party, like the, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James. Letitia James, suing the NRA. I mean, she is suing the NRA. 
absolutely unbelievable. Suing the NRA in an election year. Really? Well, here you go. For all of you that aren't watching, you need to go over. I've put on my NRA hat. Suing the NRA is so intellectually immature, just in general. But during an election year, do you know how many reasonable, rational, common sense, independent voters out there support the NRA? Millions of them do. Secondly, do you know how many common, decent, common sense, moderate Democrats support the NRA? Millions of them do. To sue the NRA in itself is a joke, but during an election year is absolutely statistically, strategically, and tactically stupid. It drives independence. And it drives moderates away from the new Democratic Socialist Party right into the open and welcoming arms of the Republican Party. And the new Democratic Socialist Party supports the mob. And the mob is the electoral base of this new anti-American political party. The new Democratic Socialist Party encourages, by virtue of their silence, riots and anarchy and arson. They encourage and dismiss looting. And if you're arrested for these things, they let you out of jail for free. They encourage rape and murder. Yes, they do. Rape and murder, especially in in these places called CHOP in Seattle. And I remember when Mayor Jenny Durkin of Seattle had the gall to say that, oh, they're fine, it's peaceful, this is going to be a summer of love in Seattle. And it turned into a horrifying summer of murder and rape. Thank you, Mayor Jenny Durkin. It was only when they showed up at your doorstep that you called them out and spoke up against them. But now you've gone silent again in your support. Another tactical mistake and strategic one is they wanted to defund the police. It's crazy. They stopped the death penalty for the Boston bomber. They come after your guns, literally. Just ask the McCluskey family in St. Louis. All of these tactical and strategical strategic mistakes that the New Democratic Socialist Party is making are simply moving the entire country towards the red. So for those, those of us on the right side, this is all good news, and I hope you hear it as such. Because the radical left is being tactically stupid, and they've now decided that they're coming completely out of the closet of anarchy and hatred of the United States. Make no mistake about it. I said it just a moment ago. The party of John F. Kennedy, the Democratic Party of John F. Kennedy, does not exist anymore. And rational and reasonable people, thank the Lord, are leaving that party in droves. So take comfort in that, America. Although it's terrible to watch Joe Biden decline right in front of our eyes, And it's horrific to watch the riots and the anarchy and to realize that the new Democratic Socialist Party who refused to condemn this thing is coming out now as an anti-American party. They have divorced themselves from our republic and they've divorced themselves with fire and riots and anarchy, rape and murder. But the vast majority of the people in this country, and make no mistake about it, the vast vast majority of the people in this country 
our voters who will vote because of all of these things, all of these mistakes made by the New Democratic Socialist Party. They will vote for President Trump in November. And finally, remember, as I often remind you, ladies and gentlemen, you have a pack of blessings on your back. You do. Remember to see everything, including all of this, all of this chaos that's coming your way. See everything that comes to you in your personal life, whether it's challenge, victory, triumph, love, tragedy, adversity. See it all as a gift because it is a gift. And within that reckoning, when you can see things as a gift, thank you, Lord, for giving me this trial because through that trial, I learned this or I experienced that. When you're able to have that kind of perspective, to see everything as a gift, you become grateful. And grateful people are the happiest people on this planet. That's my prayer for you. I hope that you become grateful. And don't forget also to fulfill the meaning of life, ladies and gentlemen. That means to enter into the lives of others to make differences for the better. That's why we were born, to enter into the lives of others and make differences for the better. And finally, may God continue to bless you. May he continue to bless and guide President Trump, and may he continue to bless and guide the United States of America. Thank you for watching The Right Side with Doug Billings. Subscribe to us everywhere. Good day.